As mentioned, the title of this message is A Living Hope. Last week, uh, I was privileged to preach on faith, and then uh, Pastor Nathaniel was not able to come back when anticipated, and so he asked me to preach again, and I thought, well, faith, hope, and love. These are the greatest three. And so since I preached on faith last week, we would talk about hope this week, and uh, Pastor Nathaniel can take up the third item when he chooses. So today, a biblical hope. You know, we use hope in a very different way uh, than the Bible uses hope. Uh, we say, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, but we have no real idea if it's going to or not. We say, I hope my football team has a winning season, but probably it won't. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but, but earthly hope is something we, we hope, but we don't know. But biblical hope is the opposite. It's hoping in things that are sure that are to come. And we'll talk about that just a little bit later. You know, no hope is called depression, and it's a disease. Major depressive disorder is a serious mental, mental medical illness affecting about 15 million American adults currently. For many, their antidepressant is not working. A large show that two out of three people taking antidepressants still experience symptoms of depression. Well, no wonder. Uh, it's a physical, it, it's, a, it's a spiritual problem. So you can't solve a spiritual problem with medicine. It just doesn't work. And, 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 and it's worse than you might know. World Health Organization, I read, says that depression uh, is a common mental disorder. Globally, more than 264 million people suffer from depression, and depression leads to suicide. Did you know that 800,000 people in the world commit suicide every year. That's 800,000 people every year commit suicide. And there's another 800,000 who tried to and didn't succeed, and they're even worse. They say, I'm worthless, I can't even commit suicide. And they continue to be depressed. De uh, suicide is, uh, has increased by 33% in the last five years. And as our culture turns away from God, in that same percentage, the depression and suicide rate rise in proportion. That's the reason why we need to preach the gospel, to share the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus. So a biblical definition of hope is the expectation of good things promised in the word of God. I'll say it again. Biblical hope is the ex expectation of good things promised in the word of God. Our God is called the God of ho all hope. It's called a living hope. It's a sure thing. Biblical hope is looking forward to a sure thing. In the verse, the resurrection from the dead is my hope. The hope is that one day we will be resurrected just like Jesus was, but it's a certain thing, you know? Now here's the verse, 1 Peter 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth and to a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now this verse helps us understand that a biblical hope is a sure thing. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. That's a historical fact. No one can doubt that. The promise of God's word is that just like Jesus was resurrected, so will you and I if we believe in him. There is no doubt about it. This is a living hope. Of course, that not only goes for us, but those who have already died in Jesus. We'll mention that a little further on in the message. So my hope is that I will not rot in the grave and be gone forever. My hope is that I will be resurrected just like Jesus was. Except that it's not I hope so and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's not like that at all. I'm hoping for that which is a certain promise of God. Just as sure as Jesus rose from the dead, I will rise from the dead. Just as sure as Jesus rose from the dead, every person who's put their faith in him and been born again will be raised from the dead. And that's our living hope. In the New Testament, God is uh, called the God of all hope. Uh, in the Old Testament, God is the hope of Israel. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, Paul says, uh, An apostle of Jesus Christ by the command of God our Savior and our cross, and Christ Jesus our hope. Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's been said that faith deals with the past and the future, but hope deals with the present. I live in hope now by the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest hopes of all is called the blessed hope. Uh, it's mentioned, of course, in Titus um, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Let me read for you. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled and upright in godly lives in the present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of our Lord the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people for his very own, eager to do what is good. We live in a fallen world. We live in a messed up, terrible world. It just seems to get worse and worse as time goes by. And man, with all of his education and sophistication and technology, it doesn't seem to get much better. What is the hope? When will this world get better? When will we be free of our sinful bodies? When Jesus comes. And that's the hope of this world. And especially, it's the hope of us who believe. First Timothy chapter 4. In verse 10, that is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God. That's why we have a living hope. It's from to faith in the living God who is the savior 
of all people. Now, not only is the coming of Jesus the hope of the world, it's the personal hope of all of us who have lost loved ones. As a pastor and preacher for many, many years, I preached the funeral of my grandfather, my grandmother on both sides. I've been present at the death of our son and the burial, my sister. And that was part of the problem of the church in, in, that Paul wrote in the Thessalonian church. Paul had preached to lead them to Christ, and there was great persecution. And Paul said, uh, don't worry, <laughs> Jesus is coming. Jesus is going to come back. He promised to come back, and, you know, he's going to redeem us, and you're going to be taken out of this sinful world, and you'll be in heaven. It's going to be wonderful. But Jesus didn't come back right away, and all, you know, all at once, people in the church started to die. Some people lost their parents, and some people lost their grandparents, and some people lost their mates, and... Now what? Where's the hope? <laughs> and so Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, those who die, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him, According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive and who are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are alive and left will be caught up with them, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Jesus had a hope, too. First, uh, St. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Jesus is praying just before he's led off into the, <clears throat> to the Garden of Gethsemane and the final events of his life on earth. Jesus said, Father... I want those who have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Jesus has a hope that one day his own will be with him. Just like we hope for him, he hopes for us. Can you believe that? So we focus on the hope of the world, the hope of mankind, this terrible earth that we live on, contaminated by sin and soaked up billions of gallons of blood, Jesus is coming. But it's more than that. He is not coming alone. He's going to bring with him those who have died in Christ before. So, my mom and my dad, my grandma, my son, 
my sister. They're coming too. And I have a hope that I'm going to see them. And again, it's not that I'm not sure if I will or not. I will. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. And the sooner the better. Hope is mentioned all through the Bible. Let me read a few verses about hope in the Old Testament. Psalm 25, verse 33. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Psalm 31, verse 34, 24. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Psalm 33, verse 18. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, in those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Psalm 33, 22. May your unfailing love be with us, even as we put our hope in you. Psalm 39, 7. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Psalm 62, verse 5. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Psalm 71, 5. You have been my hope since my youth. I like that. Those of us who were saved young, me, about 10 years old, others, you know, in their teen years. Since my youth, my hope has been in you. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. Psalm 119, 49. Just read through the book of Lamentations as part of my devotional readings. As the prophet talked about the incredible destruction of Jerusalem and most of the people either killed or carried away slaves. And uh, terrible, terrible times. And even... In the midst, once it was all over, Jeremiah says, the Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks after him. There are many, many, many more verses. I just wanted to let you know that the Bible is sprinkled with, from, from Genesis to Revelation, with the idea of hope, that this situation that I live in now is not the end, and it's not going to be like this forever. There's hope. Romans chapter 8, verse 4, 18. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed so that as the father of many nations had, it had been said of him, so shall your offspring be. So you see, Abraham had faith and he had hope in the promises of the living God. Romans chapter 5. First, famous verses, first, first five verses of chapter 5 of Romans. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have been gained access into his grace, which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. So now, let me ask you, what is your hope? Might be a good idea sometime to write down the things that you hope for. Let's review again the key verse, 
Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy has given us a new birth through a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So based on that verse, my hope is for a resurrection body, just like Jesus. That's going to be something. Uh, the most important thing about this new body, well, it won't carry a sin nature. <laughs> I will be like Jesus. So my hope is to be like Jesus. My hope is to be reunited with my family and friends who've gone on before. My grandma, my grandfather, Ras, my mom, my dad, my sister, my son. I hope to be with Janet with a restored mind to worship the Lord together and thank him for allowing us to be husband and wife and the children he's given us so graciously. My hope is to see Jesus in all his glory. And again, see, this is not, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I'm hoping for that which will happen. So sometimes I'm afraid that we get tied up in earthly hope. I hope for a long life. I hope to be able to retire and live by the beach or live in the mountains. I hope to see <clears throat> my grandchildren with good jobs and loving the Lord. I hope uh, and for a better house or better car or this or that. These hopes are so transitory. They're so short. They're so uh, temporary. So my challenge today is for you to get beyond earthly hope. Don't hope for money, a bigger house, a more luxurious car, or retirement near the beach. Don't hope for that. In the light of eternity, your life is but a moment. Our hope is in things that will last forever. Remember the words of that wonderful hymn, Amazing Grace. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first become. Thank God for the hope that is in the Bible, those sure things that we anticipate. Let's pray. Precious Lord, we thank you that your word is full of hope. We thank you that our hope is not in something we don't know, if it will happen or not. We thank you that our hope is in the infallible word of God. We know our Lord Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. So help us to live in that living hope, because it's real. Because our Lord Jesus, before he died, said, it is finished, and every one of our sins was paid for. How we thank you that by your resurrection, we know that you were victorious over Satan and all the forces of evil. And now, Lord, we live in a certain hope. And we wait for the blessed hope, Jesus coming again. We long to see him, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. In his name, amen.